You are unique. There's no other person on the planet who is exactly like you. And you were created this way on purpose. The Bible says Jesus came to give us not just life, but life to the full. This podcast is dedicated to helping you learn about who God made you to be and how to live life to the full. We're so glad you stopped by. Welcome, everybody, to the Uniquely You podcast. I'm Emily Honey, and I'm here with my co-host and mom, Charlie Glenn. Hi, everyone. You didn't pause that time. That was good. I'm glad. I was looking at you wondering if you're going to pause that time <laughs> or not. I'm trying to take everyone by surprise Yes, today. good idea. That's great. So today, we're going to look at fours in our episode, but first, we're going to talk about some good things. What is something good going on in your life, mom? Well, this week I baked ginger snap cookies mm-hmm. for my grandsons. Uh, excuse me, gluten-free ginger snap cookies. Yes. So that um, I could have some too. Mm-hmm. And they were so good. And this is why I don't bake for myself when I'm at home because I have no self-control. <laughs> it was all I could do when it got down to the last four or five on the plate to leave some for the boys. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to eat them. So, but I did walk away. So that too was a good thing. Yes, both good things. Making the cookies and some, some self-control. <laughs> yes, very yes. good. Um, I didn't have that problem. I don't like molasses, so I don't love ginger cookies, but everyone else loved them. So I'm drinking my LaCroix that no one else likes. <laughs> right. And everyone else was eating ginger snap cookies, which is great. That's how we like it. I think my good thing is that today mom is going to supervise while I use a circular saw. Yep. I'm going to make a bench for our farmhouse table that we've had for seven years that Jeremy made and that I've always wanted a bench for. But other things have taken precedence, and Mm -hmm. I know I can build things. Like, I have no trouble, like, putting, assembling things and using a drill and nail gun and all that stuff. But for some reason, the circular saw makes me nervous. So mom's going to supervise while I make the cuts. It makes me nervous. I don't know. It just (laughs) makes me feel a little nervous. Probably because I haven't used it very much, because usually Jeremy does that. So mom's going to make sure I don't cut any fingers off. While, I mean, it has a guard. It should be fine, right? Yes. And I only have to make like three cuts or something. I know. Maybe five. I don't know. That's probably the easiest part, actually. Mm -hmm. So we'll keep you guys posted on how that goes. And if worse comes to worse, I'll cut them. Well, yeah, that's true. And I I can do it. I know I I can do it. I just need somebody to make sure that I'm okay while I do it. I, You're going to be just fine. Um, every um, confidence in my ability to use it. I yeah. just, for some reason, I don't know, doing it by myself with two children around makes me nervous. Well, that does throw something else into yeah. the mix there. If it was just by myself, yeah. I probably would have done it a long time ago. But since, you know, I have two kids who are little, I feel yeah. concerned. anyway that's my good thing I'm gonna learn how to confidently use a circular saw and maybe next time I use it if mom's not here lock the children in the house while I do it so no (laughs) one gets cut (laughs) 
<laughs> Except the wood. Do it on the back porch and leave them your phone in case you get hurt and they can right? call 911. Yeah. Oh, you can probably manage that. But that's not going to happen. No, it'll be fine. Yes. <clears throat> and they'll grow up knowing their mom can build things. Yeah. Be great. Yeah. It'll be great. And then she'll have to teach them. And well, yeah. Or Jeremy so, can teach them. He knows yeah, how Jeremy also. Yeah, Jeremy teaches them all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah. But the exciting thing is that when she gets it finished, we all expect to see a picture of it. Yes. On Instagram. Sure. No problem. And um, see all ten, well, eight fingers and her two thumbs. We expect to oh, see Oh, I was those. like, eight fingers? <laughs> What's going to happen to the other two? <laughs> They're just called thumbs. Oh. We expect to see all ten appendages from your hands. Yes. <laughs> ten appendages. Yes. That, absolutely. That's not a problem. Not yeah. a problem. It's going to be great. So it is. That's so our... you're going to have a bench for your table. Yeah. It's exciting. And maybe, you know, I'll paint our chairs and then everything will match and look nice. <laughs> That's never been a priority. Yeah, so I, know. I know. It'll be nice, though. Yep. So you that's my good thing. enjoy that. I will. I love painting things. Yeah. Super fun. So I'd rather saw and drill. You can do all the painting you want. Perfect. I'll let you make the bench. And then I'll paint. <laughs> that Except that your elbows shouldn't yeah, be doing that. I you know, kind of worn myself out doing yeah. things like, like that. that. Maybe yeah. we should talk about something Enneagram related now. Okay. Okay. We'll think about it. Okay. <laughs> okay, we thought about okay, it. Okay, we will. Uh, fours. Yes. We're going to talk about fours today, like we said already. And the fours are called the Romantic Individualists. And they're probably the most in tune with their emotions out of any of the types. They uh, have a a lot of emotions, like everyone, but they recognize and feel all of their emotions. So they can be very expressive and dramatic even. Um, When they're not healthy, they can be like self-absorbed because they feel so many feelings and they want to feel those feelings that they can get really caught up in feeling those feelings and even temperamental when they're not healthy. Tell us some more about fours, mom. Okay. They are probably the most creative of the Enneagram numbers. And as she said, as Emily said, they're very in tune to their emotions. And we, the other types, do not realize that they're just constantly dealing with a tsunami of emotions, just tons of emotions going on in their life. And they need to deal with that. So we need to be aware that that's how God made them. Right. It's not a bad thing. Right. It does make them really self-aware. But part of that is that they want to be very authentic with other people. So that's a very good thing for their emotions. And as Emily said, the kind of problematic side of that is that they can overemphasize their feelings. Like... They can, I will probably mention this later, they're, they can be melancholy, mm-hmm. but that melancholy can go into melodrama. It's really self-centered, but it's also really overwhelming to the other types to have to deal with their yes. melodrama times. And that's really just because they're trying to be authentic, right? They're trying yeah. to show all their feelings because they want people to be authentic with them. Right. And so they're just trying to right. be authentic However, 
my mother-in-law says there is such a thing as an unexpressed thought. So for fours, it might be a good like mantra or something that there is such a thing as an unexpressed feeling. Mm-hmm. Like just because you have all of these feelings doesn't mean you have to express all of them. It doesn't make you inauthentic right. to not express every feeling. Right. So we'll talk more about some of that, I think, later. And they put a lot of merit in their emotions, as we've kind of already mentioned, I think. And they're really good, like Mom said, at naming their emotions, but they can think that their emotions are reality and define who they are. So they put too much merit sometimes in their emotions. And emotions are God-given. So I don't want anybody to get confused with that and think that we're saying emotions are a bad thing or that fours are wrong for feeling all their emotions. They're not. This is how God made them. These are God-given emotions and a God-given ability to see and understand their emotions. And it can be a really, really good thing. But it can also cause them to really kind of over-identify with their emotions to kind of place too much importance on their emotions. So Exactly. And I think the Enneagram in itself is a good tool to help fours to see that they are being their emotions. There's a difference in feeling your emotions and then just thinking that your emotions are you. Right. That it's just you because they are emotions. They they don't define right. the four. They they have to make that separation at some point. And so those of us who get overwhelmed with them and their emotions, we have to kind of be able to begin to communicate in a kind way to them that they're kind of overwhelming us right now. Uh, yeah, we may need to step back, and give them some time to deal with those emotions, right. and then come back and support them. But they have to learn eventually how to balance their emotions. Uh, They put too much emphasis on them. Now, as we talk about the fours, you'll remember they're part of the feeling triad or the heart triad. And so they're just very emotional. Like I said, it's almost like a tsunami is just constantly hitting them full of emotions. Mm They really value authenticity in others and themselves. And so part of their expression of these emotions is to be authentic with everyone else. Yeah. Their core fears are being inadequate, emotionally cut off, plain or ordinary. That is just so hard for them to Mm -hmm. think that they're plain or ordinary. Commonplace, mundane, abandoned, defective, or flawed. In fact, this might be even hard to listen to if you are a four because you might feel like other people are like this. I thought I was different. So this right. this might even be hard to hear for a four. Yeah, it is very disappointing for them to find out or really realize they're not as unique as they feel the need to be. Right. They are unique, obviously. But They are. Yes, everyone are. is unique, but yeah. other people have these same tendencies. That can be a little distressing, so we just hang on there, fours. We're going to keep going. There's hope. Their core desire is to find themselves in their unique significance. Their core weakness is envy. Now, there's a difference between jealousy and envy, so let's just kind of clarify that right now. Mm -hmm. 
Jealousy happens when we feel like something we already possess is at risk of being taken away. Right. It could be a relationship. It could be a job position. It could be many things. So that's jealousy. We already possess it. And we feel like it's going to be taken away. What fours deal with is envy. And that is desiring something others have usually like a characteristic or they see other people just having such a great sense of belonging, of ease in life. And they're very envious of that because fundamentally they feel like they are flawed or missing something. Right. It's kind of like putting a puzzle together and you get it all finished and there's a missing piece Mm -hmm. and you're just so frustrated over it. Well, fours from childhood feel like they have a missing piece. Like Mm -hmm. everybody else is all put together except them. Yeah. So they're watching everyone else and they're experiencing this envy of why can't I be like them? Why can't I be complete? What's wrong with me? Right. So then the triad that they are in, the feeling triad, their emotional struggle is with shame. So here we have these fours who think they have a missing piece and they're feeling like it's their fault that something's missing. So they feel ashamed that something's missing and they spend much of their time looking for the missing part. The problem with that is that then they totally miss out on the moment. Mm. They don't take part in what's going on right now because they're so busy looking for what's missing in their life. You really need to help them live in the moment. Right. But don't berate them about their feelings. Just, you know, encourage them. Let them know that they are complete. And that, especially if they're believers. Right. If they're in Christ, they are complete. Absolutely. and, And fours are often very creative. They're very skilled, very talented people. They don't have to be artistic, but there are a lot of people who are fours who are artistic, who may write songs or poems or paint or um, do creative work. So, but they don't have to do what would be stereotypically like creative artistic work. Like they could be creative as an engineer or something like that. So don't um, assume because you're not an artist or a musician or something like that or a crafter that you're not a four because you still could be. But you may just be creative in the way you think about numbers or the way you think about dissecting something I don't know <laughs> so yeah. I'm just saying it doesn't it doesn't have to be just in the art um, fours are very creative though and they're very good at the things that they have talent for they have a lot of natural talent and skill a lot of times for things they have those really great skills and talents and gifts but they often tend to overlook those um, when they're feeling that insufficiency. So like mom was saying, they feel like they have that missing puzzle piece. So they may put too much stock in their feelings because they've found their identity in their feelings. Right. So they exactly. feel like that's who they are. And when their identity and their self-worth are wrapped up in those feelings, it's extremely changeable. So when they have this identity that's based on how they feel their identity isn't going to be stable because it's based on how they feel and feelings change. 
Definitely. quickly um, <laughs> for, yeah. for everyone, but especially for force. Yeah. And you know, feelings can change multiple times in one day. Multiple you know? times in one hour. <laughs> that, that's true too. It's very, um, uh, what is the word I want? It, it's up and down and up and down and up and down. Right. It's a constant wave of emotions going yeah. in different directions that they deal with all day long. And therefore their identity can go the same way all over the place. Sometime when they were growing up as a child, they began to internalize the message that it's really not okay to be too functional or too happy. It doesn't mean they necessarily had a bad childhood. They may have, but it's just their perspective on life. And that's also, I think, kind of plays into their shame that it's, it's not okay. There's something they've done that makes it not okay. Right. And maybe they just had parents who didn't know how to deal with all their emotions or didn't know how to encourage and support them in their emotions, even if their parents were loving, wonderful people. They just may not have been as emotional. And maybe that caused some shame for the four growing up just because they felt like it's not okay to have all these emotions. Right. That kind of thing. It's possible. Even if they had amazing parents. Yeah. could still... Home life could have been on the playground, could have been anywhere. Right. They weren't as accepted authentically as they felt right. they were. And so they have this shame going on about being right. too, not being too functional or too happy. And again, that's their perception. So it could have right. be, been small things. It could have been not necessarily big or traumatic things. Right. Um, and so really for fours to be healthy, they need to believe that God made them who they are on purpose and that he can complete them, right, Mom? Yeah, definitely. So they are not fundamentally flawed. So if you're a four, I want you to hear me say that. You're not fundamentally flawed. God created you to be exactly who you are. On purpose, you are who he wants you to be. So why don't we look at what they're like when they're healthy, Mom? Because fours can be really great when they're healthy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're When they're emotionally healthy, they're really more capable of focusing on the present and appreciating the present. At this point in their health, they're able to recognize that they have feelings, not that they are feeling. Very significant thing for them to understand. They have feelings. They are not just feelings. They can have feelings without ever overfeeling or expressing them when they're really healthy. When they are healthy, they're very authentic and compassionate. They're introspective, expressive, creative, supportive, and refined. When they are healthy on the Enneagram diagram, they tend to move to the positive side of a one. So they become less envious and more objective and more principled. And they're also more disciplined and grounded in what they do. When they are strong and healthy and kind of using the strengths of the one, they can take those ideas and carry them out and finish them, which they might not be able to do when they're in that unhealthy emotional state. So they're more productive. They are doing what is right, which is a characteristic of the ones. Right. And like you said, Emily, growth happens when they can remember they are not fundamentally flawed. So hear us again. You are not fundamentally flawed. You are made on purpose by God to be exactly who you are. And all of these things, when they're in health, make them super fantastic to be around and to work with. 
they're great in a group uh, work situation because they have great ideas and they're able to carry those ideas out and get things done when they're in a healthy place. And so that's really nice because they have all this creative ability to come up with things and they can get it done and help you know, work together to get it done. They can also really see others' feelings as well. So something that's really great about how authentic and genuine a four is, is that they value other people's feelings. Right. So it's really nice to have them, especially when they're healthy, because they'll notice your feelings. When they're unhealthy, they probably won't notice your feelings. But when they're healthy, they'll notice your feelings and appreciate those feelings in ways that other people just can't so like if you are having a hard day and you're you've got a four who's healthy they're gonna probably ask you what's wrong and if there's you don't want to talk about it and you just you want someone with you like they're just gonna sit with you in that and they're not gonna be uncomfortable because fours like mom mentioned enjoy melancholy Mm -hmm. they like sad songs and movies and rainy days and like you know things like like I like movies that end happy Jeremy makes fun of me because I want it to all be wrapped up really nicely and everybody's happy and together and but fours like the um like film noir kind of things like the end is like dissonant you know it kind of just leaves you in this like unfinished place and they enjoy that and that's not something I enjoy, but it's not bad. That's that's good, and that's why those things exist. And so one of the things that's so great about Ford's ability to appreciate and even enjoy melancholy is that if you're feeling melancholy, a four can sit with you in that and not feel uncomfortable. It's especially evident like in grief. We've yeah. experienced a lot of grief. People don't know what to do with you when you're grieving. Right. They don't know what to do with your sad because they want to help you. They want you to work on it. So they don't necessarily know what to say or what to do. Everyone wants to fix it. Yeah. They want to cheer you up. Right. Everyone wants to cheer you up. They want to fix it. But not fours. Fours will just sit with you in it. And they won't even talk. Like it reminds me of the book of Job. When his friends come and before they start speaking is really when they're doing their best work. <laughs> and that's because they're just sitting with him and mourning right. and just being present. Um, and so that's one of the really cool gifts that fours have is the ability to mourn with people and sit with people in the hard feelings. They can also celebrate well with you too. Right. But other people find it easy to celebrate as well. So four, right. other people find it hard to grieve and mourn with you. Fords don't. Fords can do that and well. And that's part of their uniqueness. Yeah. That they're the rare person who can sit in that hard time with you and be comfortable and not need to talk and not need to fix it. And they're not uncomfortable. Right. They're they're fine with it. They're not necessarily enjoying your sadness. No. They enjoy like a melancholy movie or something. They're not enjoying your sadness, but they are comfortable with it. They're fine with being there and with you being sad and talking or not talking or you know whatever. They're fine with it. And I mean, that's just a rare gift. Think of your Such own a gift. self if you're not a four right now. Do you love to go to the hospital and sit with someone? Do you like to go, you know, be with someone who's lost someone? Right. Or even, you know, their dog died or their cat yeah. died or something like that. Mm-hmm. Most of us don't want to go sit with somebody in that time. Right. And fours are really good with that. So that's a super unique part of their personality that we can all benefit from. Yeah, and just super, really appreciate. Yes. They're just, 
especially yeah. when they're healthy, just such supportive friends. It's really great to have healthy fours in your life and to be a healthy four, to be able to do that is right. amazing. Fours can still definitely struggle with this envy from feeling like they don't fit in. That's something that even if they're healthy, they may have to deal with all the time. Um, and there, so there's uh, this push and pull of wanting to fit in, but also wanting to be different. So like they want to be unique, they want to be different, but they also want to be accepted and have that comfort that they see others feel when they're right. together. This is just a little nod towards something that I teach called relational dialectics theory, which is talking about relationships, but it's basically the same concept that you want two things that are kind of opposing. Uh, is the idea that's why it's uh, dialectics because you want two things but they kind of oppose each other so fours are kind of known for wanting like closeness in relationship but then also needing space right so like they'll push and pull people away um and that's normal for fours but that can be hard on the people around them and this is more common when they're in stress so yeah, so let's look at what they look like in stress, yeah. Mom. When they're stressed um, and they're really at their worst emotionally, they are withdrawn. And there we have that pulling away. Right. Uh, they can exaggerate their emotions. They will be moody, just up and down all over the place. They can become depressed. The melancholy, we might think, oh, they're depressed. They there's a difference between just being melancholy and being depressed. So when they're unhealthy, they can go to that depressed, self-pity, moralistic, self-absorbed, and possessive. Even they can be overwhelmed by the amount of the feelings they're having at one time when they're unhealthy. Uh, they may not be able to sort them out well during that time when they're mm -hmm. unhealthy. Yeah. And so they need to remember that their identity is, especially as a Christian, is in Christ, not in their feelings. Christ, of course, he and his word never change. It's stable. It's like a rock. It's like mm -hmm. an anchor. It's not going to move around. And yet their emotions are. So they have to really learn to focus on Christ in their life right. for that stability. When they are unhealthy, they move on the diagram to the negative characteristics and side of a two. So when they're under stress, they, they might even become over-involved and real clingy of others mm -hmm. and try to manipulate others into loving them. They also might try to fill their loneliness and their emptiness with the attention of others, Right, which is never going to feed our satisfaction. There's not enough tension, attention from another person in the world that can yeah. satisfy your loneliness yeah. or your um, emptiness only. Right. The Lord can do that. Fours really want to feel seen and known, but when they're in an average or unhealthy space, they, like mom said, seek acceptance from and attention from others instead of accepting themselves and turning to the Lord. Like we said, they don't mind the melancholy, so you don't necessarily need to try and cheer them up while they're unhealthy, but trying to encourage them towards health is really a better way to do that. You can still be cheerful. That doesn't mean you have to be melancholy, right, but you don't exactly. need to cheer them up. So right. you can still be cheerful because I know there are lots of people whose tendency is to be cheerful. And that's good. God made you that way. But you don't have to cheer up the four. So yeah, you can you be cheerful. you show up and go, hi, I know you're 
down, so I came to cheer you up, and that's really not what they want to hear. Yeah, they don't want that. <laughs> they're they're like needing to sit in their melancholy for a while, and that's okay. Yeah. That is, you know, you may not understand it, but it's okay. That's right. something they need to do. So the point here with ways to encourage our fours when they're in an unhealthy space isn't to cheer them up. So I want to make sure that that's clear, that we're not necessarily trying to cheer them up. We don't have to be melancholy too, but they don't they don't want to be cheered up necessarily. And they may even get mad at you if you try and cheer them up. Don't make them do something that will be fun or make them watch a fun movie or whatever because they may not want that. Ask them. Yeah, just ask them. That will help them because obviously if we're not in tune to melancholy, we don't know how to. Yeah. I mean, we would go sit in the sun and soak up vitamin D or we would go to a fun movie or a park or who knows what. But there are things they do that are just going to be different than us and we need to be willing to go there and do those things. But we don't know if we don't ask. Yeah, and so some ways that we can help our fours in stress is we can... Make sure that they know that you see them and that you love them. Because like we've said, and I don't know if we've emphasized it enough, but fours really want to be seen and known. Because they feel like we've mentioned, like they have this missing piece. And so if somebody sees them and maybe doesn't necessarily say, I understand you, but says like, I see you and I love you and I care about you. That's big for fours, just to be seen and to be felt like they're known even if they're not necessarily like understood, just seen and known and loved for their authentic selves is very big. And just remind them that you're not going anywhere because they have that fear of abandonment. And fours are often, because they have a lot of emotions, they're often told they're too much or Mm -hmm. they might perceive that someone thinks they're too much. Um, And so it's important to let them know that you're not leaving. Like maybe the emotions they're having are a lot for you, but that doesn't mean you're going to leave. And that's something that they need to know and need to hear. The next thing we can do is just encourage them to remember that feelings are real, but they're not reliable, like we've said before on the show. Fours in stress, like mom mentioned, can be overwhelmed by their feelings, and this makes it really hard for them because they want to express and understand each one so they can be authentic and be genuine. But they need to try and help them see that they can acknowledge their feelings and move on from it without having to express and understand each one. Like threes so nicely do, let it go or move on from it (laughs) um, without without having to really dwell on it. You don't have to to feel every feeling to its fullest. Right. So you can have a feeling and then and then let it go. The next thing we can do is just remind them that God gave them feelings, but like we've talked about already, that their identity is in Christ and not their feelings. Do not tell them they're being too sensitive or that they're overreacting uh, because they probably heard this a lot throughout their lives, and that's not helpful because they're not trying to overfeel their feelings, right? They may not be aware that they're doing this, but this is something that God has built into them and it is a gift but it is like every gift on the Enneagram it is also difficult to manage which is why we need the Holy Spirit so don't tell them that they're over overreacting or being too sensitive instead point them to scripture point them to encouraging truth especially like the Psalms I feel like are great because David and the other psalmist Asaph 
um, those guys, they were clearly artistic people. They were writing songs, and they are full of emotional language and full of lament and sorrow. And like to understand a four, you read through the Psalms, I feel like you can kind of get a good sense of what fours feel. Yeah, there's um, a lot of highs and lows. Yes, in the lots of highs and lows so. in the same psalm. Like right. they're writing a psalm. Yeah, part of it's like you're awesome, God. Why are you letting this happen to me? Yeah. You know? So the, those are, I feel like, encouraging places for fours to go because they can see like they're not alone in these emotions. Some of the biblical authors were in that place and right. that's okay. And they point them back to the Lord. And if you're in a close relationship with a four, if you can, try and model emotional balance. So that doesn't mean to put all your feelings away if you're in a relationship with a four. It just means like you may have you have feelings and you definitely express those to whoever you're for, but then be able to move on from those feelings, be able to work through those because that's going to help them see that those highs and lows can level out a little bit. It's okay to still have highs and lows, but they don't have to be so high and so low. Right. right, they can be a little like smaller hills. I wish you could see my hand. I'm trying. I'm doing it with my hand. <laughs> you can't see my hand, yes. but they can be smaller waves. They don't have to be a tsunami. They right. can be little, exactly. little waves exactly. with, coming in with the tide. Yeah, remind them that again that you see them and that you value them and love them, and you're not leaving, and that's going to be really helpful to them. And you look yeah. like you want to say something. No, you're just yeah. looking at me. Okay. And like with all our other numbers, just pray, pray, pray for them. Pray with them. Pray apart from them. I feel like fours, because they do are so in tune with emotions, would be really great to pray with. Like yeah. just to be able to pray with them and over them, like that's going to be huge for a four. Because, I mean, I know when people pray for me, with me, that it's – just so comforting. There's just something that's, you know, exceeds their ability to speak comfort into my life necessarily. Like praying with someone is is very powerful. So I'd encourage you, especially with your fours, if you feel comfortable to pray over them, pray with them. And I think that they'll really appreciate that. Pray for them apart from them as well. Right. But just I think there'd be really well received by your four friends and family and loved ones who are believers to pray over them and for them and pray for their ability to see their own value apart from their feelings see who they are in christ and that it's okay for them to have these feelings and even a a gift and a blessing what else do we need to know about fours mom well as we mentioned before they're told or they perceive the message a lot of times that they're just too much to deal with because of their emotions so you know we want to learn to communicate to them that just what emily said that we love them that we're not going to abandon them i think as christians if we know that this four that we have a relationship with knows christ i think one of the things you could help them with is like studying the scripture and remembering, reminding them that emotions are not reliable, but the scripture is truth. Right. So emotions aren't necessarily lies, but they're not always the truth. They're not always 
they're not yeah they're not um, always the truth i guess There's yeah something else i want it's not valid it's just reliable they're just not always reliable right so they need to be grounded in something right. other than emotions which is their relationship with jesus christ and with other christians who live grounded in the word of god yeah so i think you know to just constantly remind them that we're there for them that we care about them that we love them we're not going to abandon them because they are part of the body of Christ. Right. And God does have a reason that he created them this way. In fact, they reflect God's depth and creativity. And we need that in our lives. Yeah. So I think it's really important for us <laughs> to uh, remind them that God doesn't make mistakes. And they are not irreversibly broken. They're not necessarily broken. As all of us, we're sinful and we need a savior. But Luke 12, 7 says, Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. So we need to remind them how valuable they yeah. are to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the creator of all things. Their creativity and depth are very unique, very much needed in our world. And they're God-given attributes. So we want to have them around they right. show us things that we won't see yeah. without them yeah definitely so just really they're very very important and we want you fours out there to know how valuable you really are and um, pray that you will be able through the power of the holy spirit to balance your emotions with the truth of the word and the truth that you are valued and created for a purpose and i think something else that is good for those of us who are not fours to remember is that we can can tell our fours when their emotions are hard for us yeah and that's okay i mean we want to be kind about it and say like this is kind of difficult for me to understand i don't experience this depth of emotion that you experience i may even need a little break for you to figure out some more of your emotions, but I'm not leaving. Like right. we're just, I need well, and some, time to pray, time to think, you know. Some, I mean, there's some of the types tend to withdraw naturally as part of their type. And so uh, I know I'm a nine and I'm one of the types that will withdraw. And so I have to be able to communicate that it's, not their fault or something that I'm withdrawing. It's right. part of my personality that I have to withdraw to be able to kind of think through what they're saying and what they're going through yeah. so I can come back and interact with them some more. It's nothing personal about them. It's all me that has the need to withdraw. So try not to leave them in a position where they feel blamed. You know, I was talking to a client this week and one of the things is there's so much wrapped up in these personality types of miscommunication. So many things that we have to learn to communicate in a loving and kind way yeah. and accept each other as God made us as we're growing, especially in our healthiness, encourage us to be healthy. But communication is just such a major breakdown between all the types that we have to strive to do that and do it well. And that's part of one of the things that's so nice about the Enneagram is that it can help us see each other's points of view. Right. Um, because I think the Enneagram, I don't think there's any kind of personality test or test that about who people are that could really encompass everything about everyone's personality. That's just not possible. No. Like the Enneagram is more like 
a layer in your personality. And it may even be more of like a perception that we filter our personality through. So it's really important that we try and see other people's perceptions and understanding these other numbers enables us to see more clearly and have more empathy for other people rather than only have one ninth of the ability to see things right perspective i guess of things um they're just they're nine totally unique perspectives that people can take um and so to be able to understand those is to be able to communicate better understand create better understanding and empathy around for those around us so it's just that's why i think it's really important hopefully that made sense i kind of lost my ability to make words in the middle (laughs) there but it's fine to remember that all nine types reflect something a character of god right so it's it's incomplete if we take one of those nine personality types out because we are reflecting God and his characteristics and when we're healthy especially you know that's when we're reflecting him so we we have a very deep need to learn to get along and understand each other and encourage one another to become that healthy personality type that they are that God created them anything else to add about forest mom no, they're great. Don't, don't, don't pray for them to not have emotions. No. <laughs> don't make them feel no. like they shouldn't have emotions. No. Emotions are really important. And sometimes we just, if we're not healthy and we're dealing with a four that's maybe not healthy and they're exaggerating everything, we might just wish they could get rid of their emotions. But those are there for a reason. Yeah. And when a four is healthy, they're very beneficial to all of us. Yeah, and I, we've talked about this before, but maybe you can't help your four. Maybe you're in an unhealthy place and right. your four is in an unhealthy place. So maybe you both need to see somebody else. Maybe you yeah. need some counseling. Exactly. And that's not shameful. No. That is, there's this weird, like, societal stigma, I think, still in some places. I think it's getting less, hopefully. Um, but it's so important to be able to get some outside help. And there are lots of different groups, groups that are, um, Bible believing groups that you can do that through. Um, so I definitely encourage you to do that because that's super helpful if you're not able to, if you're not necessarily in a healthy place and able to help encourage other, other people. We hope you enjoyed our show about fours today. I hope it was encouraging if you're a four and enlightening if you're not, and even if you are. And uh, we love our fours. We love their emotion. There's just their emotions. There's just a sweetness, depth of like tenderness in fours. And we just love that. It's just. Uh, There's just such an abundance of creativity. Yes. Yeah. And I think something else that's really cool about fours is just their ability to see like beauty in even things that are painful. Like they can see beauty in, like just right. across the board. They can see the beauty that God's created even in difficulties. Right. And that's so wonderful. We love fours. They're just so awesome. And I feel like as reading and learning about fours, and I'm much simpler than they are. And that's <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily a good thing for me. But, um, but yeah, I just, I really appreciate just the depth that fours have. And so I hope that if you're a four that we 
done you justice because I feel like there's a depth there that I do not have, guys. Don't have it. So I hope we did that justice for you fours out there. We love you very much and we we want to um, encourage you. Yeah. Hopefully you enjoyed this show. And if you did, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already and leave us a five-star rating and a comment while you're in your podcast app or on your computer or whatever. If there's a place to rate and comment, we would love for you to do that. We'd appreciate it so, so much. Um, It's not only encouraging to us, but it helps other people be able to see our podcast and find us if they're looking for something like what we're doing. You can follow us if you want a little bit more of what we're doing um, at Instagram at Uniquely You Podcast and on Facebook, it's just Uniquely You Podcast, and you'll get to see the bench I made for my table and (laughs) (laughs) one of these days (laughs) when it's finally completed and uh, we'd love to hear from you as well that's a great way to get in contact with us just send us questions send us um, you know messages on Facebook or on Instagram or post and tag us in your post use our hashtags all that kind of stuff we'd love to see that we love to hear from you guys Um, it's just really encouraging to have you guys participate and interact with us we really love hearing from you tell your friends about it if you are a four send this episode to them so they can learn more about you if you have a friend who you suspect might be a four you know lovingly kindly send it to them that way um, maybe they can learn more about themselves and um, be even more self-aware not just of their emotions but of their motivations and that kind of thing because awareness is one of I think a really important move towards health Being able to be aware of what's happening can help you move towards being healthy in a healthy place. So send it to your friends. And we just appreciate you guys so much for listening with us. Yeah, absolutely. If you're still struggling to find your type, feel free to go to my website at tandem.coach. You can choose the uh, book appointment button and you can... Schedule an appointment, a 30-minute free consultation, free question-answer time with me. I'd be happy to talk to you about it. Also, for any of you who are trying to figure out how your wings impact your type, how your health, healthy state or unhealthy state, and just being average, how that works out in your personality, you too can go to tandem.coach and choose the book appointment button and go to my appointment calendar and schedule a free 30-minute question and answer time together. If you want to um, take an assessment, take an assessment, you can do that through my affiliate link. It will be in the show notes every week. So please help yourself with that. Just remember assessments are 75 to 85% accurate because we are so unique. We are so individual. We're all at different places in our life, in our growth and health. So it can never pinpoint us 100%. And don't feel bad if you get mistyped. I mean, there are a lot of people that have been mistyped and it's taken several years for them to become accurately typed. So if you're really concerned about that, you know, touch base with me. I'd love to talk to you about it. She really would. I wish you could see her face. It's very caring looking like she's very serious about it guys she'd love to talk to you so i would i would <laughs> all right so. well should we close in prayer yes all right how about you it? want me would to do close? that yeah, yeah i will Thanks. okay 
God, thank you for this time together. Thank you for the opportunity just to share about how you've made us so differently. And God, we just thank you, especially today for force, just for their depth and their creativity and their ability to see beauty even in pain, God, because you draw us closer to you in difficulties and in um, struggles and in hardships. And, um, you know, getting close to you is a beautiful thing, even though it's hard. And so we just love you and thank you for force and their ability to um, just show us more of who you are. And we just thank you for how you love us, no matter who we are, what type we are, or any of those differences that seem to be so important to us here on this world, God, that you love us regardless. And um, just thank you again for who you are. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, guys, for joining us. We'll see you next week when we talk more about fives. Have a great week.